Yeah, yeah, I'm up at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Nero. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back into the 526 podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan. Back here on this glorious Tuesday evening talking St. John's hoops as they thoroughly defeat Stony Brook by a final score of 90-74. to We'll be recapping it uh, right here. Um, you know, obviously I could not uh, attend the game back home in Pennsylvania, but, you know, um, for sure I had my eyes glued to the TV for all 40 minutes of the first game in the Rick Patino era. I mean, you know, what a difference having, you know, a Hall of Fame coach compared to some of the other coaches that, you know, have come now before Patino. I mean, I could just see it kind of within the first couple minutes. You could just tell the difference that it made. Um, and, you know, about maybe a minute before a tip off. I uh, I pinched myself and turned to my dad and said, "Nope, I'm not dreaming. Um, th- this is this is for real. Uh, St. John's really has Patino." And when it first hit me was, I always noticed when Patino, when I'd always see him, you know, whether it was at Louisville or Iona, I would always see him sitting on the edge of his seat, and I always thought that was so kind of funny how he was like kind of on edge the whole game like he was ready to spring up from it and that's when it first hit me when I saw like that he was doing that and you know the way he was sitting and and that's his you know little you know his little peccadillo um and how he coaches during the game and when I noticed that that's when I was like oh my god Rick Pitino is actually coaching my school it's insane Rick Pitino is on the left side uh, of the you know broadcast side here at St. John's. This is so weird. Um, like th- this is just, I mean, awesome. But at the same time, it's like this is just not. I'm just not used to seeing this. I'm not used to you know having all the media outlets. I mean, yesterday, for whatever reason, I've never seen it. I've never heard of it before. But having a press conference in uh, the dining hall and NBC4 was there covering it. And um, that's just, that's bizarre in my opinion. That is really bizarre for, you know, just St. John's and, and just, I mean, college basketball in general. I mean, who has a press conference in a in a dining hall of, of all of all places on that campus? I mean, you could have picked, I don't know where you could have picked, but the dining hall, okay, you know, let's let's have at it. But, um, yeah, anyways, just uh, just really neat, uh, you know, it, I couldn't tell because Karnaseka doesn't really do the camera angles justice. I, I could, you know, I think where the, uh, or the season ticket holders sit, um, you could see a few empty seats, you know, behind the bench, but, um, when they would show, uh, a little bit above, it was kind of, it was dark, you know, how that stadium is at night, and it was tough 
you know, with the lights in the arena to tell if it was packed, if it wasn't packed. So I wasn't really sure how many people were there, but I asked around and, uh, and yeah, it was, it was, uh, crowded. I heard, I saw on Twitter that as a matter of fact, there was, you know, uh, so many tickets that the student section, they ran out. Um, and there was an issue getting them, uh, getting people in, in seats. And I, and I heard they packed in the aisles and, you know, just crazy. I mean, Hey, Patino was right when he came in and said, Karnaseka Arena is not going to be big enough for the games we are going to bring. And he hit, I mean, that's so true. You know, we're one game in and we're seeing, you know, we're going to need a bigger boat. Um, this is, this is just one of those, you know, the, the Patino effect, you know, the Rick Patino effect that that's, you know, always flies around, uh, flies around social media. That's, um, that held true tonight. So let's get right into it. Let's get right into this one. So yeah, St. John's by 16 over Stony Brook. Um, they came out and, you know, one of the first things that, I really could tell that okay, you know, this is a this is a different different league here is how quick everything was. All of a sudden everything was just fast. Like they moved down the floor 15 seconds, Dennis Jenkins made that first uh first mid-range jumper. I mean, what a, you know, what a player Dennis Jenkins is. Um really didn't I personally didn't see uh a ton of Iona games um unless it was you know, in their conference tournament or in the in March Madness in general. But this guy is a player. I mean, any concerns that, you know, you kind of had to, you know, well, how would the how would everything look? How would these guys react? If you had any concerns, how would they react to now being on a bigger stage? Um, those were silenced right away, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I mean, early on, it, things were sloppy I would say I mean you kind of noticed right away that uh you know there were some clear issues you know turning the ball over um I think we had eight turn we finished with 15 so that's clearly something we have to clean up but I think um eight turnovers in the first half and Stony Brook they had seven but I think at one point it was like eight to four if I remember correctly uh seeing on Twitter definitely a a problem that, and I assure you, will be uh, most definitely addressed by Patino because, and you could tell, I mean, this guy, you know, he is wired the whole game. He's going. I mean, it is just crazy to see, and I love it, but it is just crazy, you know, how tapped into it he is. I mean, before where it was just like, you know, okay, you know, a little motivational clap. No, now it's like you got to get your ass in gear. Um, that's what you're seeing out of Patino. But yeah, I thought first half, you know, like I said, right away, everything just from the defense, the pressure, and, you know, the offense, the multiple movement, those were the first things that just jumped. I mean, every everyone's moving offensively. No one's standing still. Everyone's moving. Everyone's looking for the open shot. Everyone's looking to create space. Uh, you know, and I thought early on, one thing that um, I saw St. John's doing was they were trying to attack the top of the key and hit their spot right there. And I thought that that, and then on the, um, you know, Soriano would come around and try a pick and roll 
off of that to free up space in the middle. Um, and if you do, I mean, Soriano, they can't handle him inside. I mean, you really cannot handle him inside. And uh, so he he went right at him, um, plus 11 in the plus minus, and then Chris Ledlam was plus 13. I'll get to him in a minute. But, yeah, just uh, great offensive uh, first half by St. John's. Dennis Jenkins, like I said, he had um, uh, shot clocks winding down. And, you know, you're screaming, you know, you got to get the ball, got to get a shot up, got to get a shot up. And he hit, I thought he was at the logo. He was just a little bit um, behind it or in front of. And he, when he hit that long three, you were like, whoa, what is this? I mean, this guy, like, how did he end up at Iona is my question. I mean, how in the world... You know, obviously Rick Pitino, but like, man, he just knocked down the, that was by far, I think, the furthest three, I, you know, in my four years that I was there, um, I had ever seen, I, I think at least, because that was, that was deep, Um, but that was just, I think, you know, showing off his range, showing off more of what he can do, and man, he is a beast. Uh, and that play really showed it. And then there was one point, it was, um, you know, 41, uh, or it was 36-30. And Stony Brook started coming back. And, you know, you kind of, I mean, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is kind of the point where, you know, recently you would see St. John's kind of crumble in these moments. Let's see how they react. Let's see what they do. And then coming down the floor, that may have been the uh, the long range three actually by Jenkins to make it thirty nine thirty. It was either that or it may have been the three before. But I think no, this one was the three afterwards. It was a long range three by Jenkins, and then back down the floor, fast break. Um, Chris Ledlam, you know, comes down the floor. I think it was uh, was it Jenkins or, or or Dingle maybe leading him. And they went up for the alley-oop, and I mean, that was when I noticed, okay, like, (laughs) I don't, you know, I'm not saying it may never happen again where you need to be concerned, but I was like, oh man, this is really different. Like, this is just, and it's something that I noticed where they got it together in the huddle. I mean, you could hear Patino in the huddle, you know, his first half, and I, I can't remember what the score was, but when they came back from a commercial break, Patino's gone, you know, okay, guys are doing a good job, um... But you need to, uh, you know, get them out of the paint. They're not a threat in the paint. You know, force the outside shot. And, you you know, at first he was calm. Once he started talking about forcing the three ball, you could just hear him, you know, uh, that's the shot we want. And he's just, you know, he's, you know, screaming at the guys, you know, getting fired up and into it. I mean, you can see him the whole game just lit up, you know, at times, uh, you know, like a, like a Christmas tree. I mean, he's so red, uh, you know, towards the end, we'll get to that in a minute, but I mean, man, it's just, uh, it's so bizarre, you know, to see that out of a St. John's head coach, but yeah, so, um, I just thought first half, you know, sloppy at, in some aspects, in terms of turnovers, but in other aspects, like, you know, just when they were able to get into their half court offense, they really looked good. I mean, they're cutting. They're looking for the open pass. 
You know, there's not a lot of, you know, just one-on-ones, you know, wasting the shot clock. It's okay. You know, we're moving as an offense. Everyone is playing for each other. You know, guys are working to create open shots, try and create space. I mean, it was really, really impressive. Second half, um, you know, they they came out right where they let off. I thought Joel Soriano had 11 in the first half, and then he all of a sudden really got going. Um you know, we got to see a little bit of Naheem Aline. He hit his first uh, three ball, which is good. More Jenkins scoring. Uh, but yeah, Soriano comes down and hits, you know, two uh, big threes there. One, he, he gave, uh, you know, he gave a look at Julian Champagny, who Julian Champagny's probably looking around like, whoa, this is this is something different here, different than what I've seen, um, you know, what he's what he was used to uh, in his uh, in his St. John's playing days. But yeah, shot 33% from beyond, um, you know, which is obviously, I believe, an improvement already off of last season. Uh, and I think you, you know, again, the spacing was unbelievable. How they were able to create those open threes, how they were able to get those looks. And once they got them, they knocked them down. They made sure, hey, we worked this hard to create this open shot. We're knocking this down. I mean, you know, which is just, which is huge. And I think that's, you know, goes back to the coaching um, and goes back to just the amount of work they put into in the off season. And I think, you know, you really got to see that tonight, uh, big time by St. John's. Also, Cruz Davis came in. We got to see a look at him. He made a couple nice, uh, Couple nice layups for you. Had one great play where he, you know, it was a, a pick with Soriano, and I think it was Dunlop in the corner, and there was space for I think it was Ledlum to either pass to Dunlop in the corner or Davis uh, in, in the hole. Went to Davis, and Davis did a nice job uh, going up and under. Really, really impressed um, by Davis. Someone I wasn't really expecting to have an impact right away. You know, five points, not a ton, but um, but a very solid night. You got to see a lot of him, um, you know, and uh, and th- three assists as well. So I thought that was good. Um, but Dennis Jenkins, looking here, seventeen points, seven rebounds, eight assists. He was close to a triple double tonight in his first game at Carnesecca, first game at St. John's. I mean, wow. How, I mean, impressive was that guy? That was insane. Chris Ledlam, 16 points, 14 boards. He had nine boards in the first half. Joel Soriano, 22 points, 11 rebounds, picking up right where he left off. Jordan Dingle uh, was pretty impressive. It was good to see him at times. You know, he was on a, on a minutes restriction, only got to play 20 of them. But 13, 5 of 11, 1 of 5 from beyond, but solid showing out of him. Um, you know, so I thought those were really my stars. Uh, it was, you know, also cool to see Drissa Traore get in. And, uh, you know, Sean Conway starting. I mean, talk about, like, you know, the just a total, you know, whoa. I, I was blown away by that. I, I thought Conway would be ninth, 10th off the bench maybe. Here he is starting now. That's probably because uh, RJ Luis um, is going to be missing maybe, uh, 
miss tonight's game, and then we'll see if he'll be good to go for Michigan. I believe he should start practicing later on this week. But, um, yeah, I thought Conway did a solid job as well. I thought, you know, just everyone that touched the floor had an impact. I mean, Zuby Jofor, I mean, you heard, you know, if you, you know, following on Twitter, someone put out that Patino wasn't, was not happy with Jofor's, uh, play to start, um, and he quickly subbed him out in the second half for Joel Soriano. I believe this was when Stony Brook kind of started cutting the lead down to about 14 at that point. And, um, you know, but even he, he came back in and, uh, later on in the game did a much better job. Um, so, you know, a lot more aggression out of him. Good to see out of the Kansas, uh, transfer transfer, but, um, the two freshmen, Simeon Wiltshire, Got to see him, you know, just a little bit. Didn't really get to see, you know, a ton. Same with Brady Dunlop. Didn't get to see a ton out of either of them. But hopefully, you know, they'll start to earn those minutes. Wilshire, I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see. And right now it's obviously just the first game. So Patino's trying to feel out, you know, what sets he likes best, what rotations he wants to have in, you know, how the chemistry is with certain guys. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I think we can for sure say Dennis Jenkins, Chris Ledlam, Joel Soriano, I mean, those three right there, and Jordan Dingle, I'm going to assume, um, that's your, you know, one through four of those guys are starting. You know, it'll be, we'll have to see who's going to be that power forward, um, or excuse me, that small forward, uh, if it's going to be, you know, Glenn Taylor Jr., if he'll go with Sean Conway or what uh, Patino has up his sleeve um, there. But I will say this, Ledlam and Soriano, that combination, I know we, you know, you talk about the different combinations. You get excited about the Dennis Jenkins, you know, to Soriano pick and roll option, the Jenkins and uh, Dingle guard play. What excites me the most is the Soriano and Ledlam combination. Because I think with Soriano... Um, you know, last year and the year before, there was no, there wasn't, um, and this is of course no offense to anyone else that started at that power forward position, but there was not another player on the St. John's team that was a real threat on the boards. It was always Soriano, and last year he did a tremendous job grabbing as many as he did, uh, and he, by the way, looks in peak shape right now I must say that guy I mean the last time I saw him was in May graduating now he really looks like I mean that dude looks jacked he looks like he could be playing you know in the NFL as a wide receiver but or offensive whatever have you I mean the dude just looks straight up in shape tone tone look at him two years ago look at him now completely different story but like I said, him and Ledlam on the glass, when you get into the dog days of this season, when you get later on you know, into your Big East play, those two are going to be huge, huge factors um, come that time of year. St. John's also shot 91.7% from the line. When was the last time St. John's only missed one free throw at the line. I don't know. That was really tremendous. 50% from beyond and 
from the field. Those are the uh, numbers um, total. Excellent, excellent job by the Red Storm. Two or three, rather, key areas that we wanted to see cleaned up. Now, the only situ, the two stats that I would like them to be um, to touch on more is the personal fouls because they they got into some foul trouble there at, at a certain point. Um, early, some guys started to look like they could with Chris Ledlam and. Um, you know, and uh, who was it here? Chris Ledlam and Sean Conway with three to finish. And the turnovers, 15 as a team. Jenkins personally had six. Now, he was trying to make uh, some, and it was smart passes, but he was trying to make some, um, you know, some real, uh, you know, sports center top 10 assists there. And I think he got a little crazy with it. So I think we need to you know, settle that back down. I mean, I love the way the kid played because, man, this guy is a baller. But the turnovers, if there was one thing I could, you know, kind of nitpick for Jenkins, that would be it. But 15 as a whole as a team, you know, got to gotta cut down on that. Got to cut down on that. So, yeah, overall, impressed. Impressed. I'm going to wait here a little bit, listen to the Patino interview because I just cannot get enough of this team right now. I mean, I wish we were playing Michigan tomorrow. I mean, this is just how pumped up I am. I can't believe I have to wait another six days for St. John's basketball, but this time it'll be at Madison Square Garden. So thank you everyone for tuning in to this recap of game one of not only the St. John's Red Storm basketball season, but the first game in the Rick Pitino era. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time. Make it there.